Hi friends, my name is Jenna, one of the three voices you'll hear on this podcast. I have worked in the wedding industry for five years and I can't wait to share all of the advice, tips, and tricks you'll need, and even better, alongside two amazing other industry professionals. Whether you're a newly engaged couple, a wedding pro, or just want to have a laugh, we're here. Now who's ready to pull back those curtains and have a glimpse behind the party? Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Pod, or, oh, (laughs) Party. (laughs) 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 Kind of is Behind the Podcast, okay. Backtrack, okay. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Party. I'm your host today, Jenna. Nice. I'm so excited, you guys. I thought that last episode we talked about how we didn't get to show our personality as much. So I thought that what would be fun to do is y'all to say one funny story or embarrassing story about me at the venue. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are like, oh, this is like on the spot. No, I wanted it to be on the good, spot. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, can't say that one, but <laughs> it can be any time. Well, one thing that if you are starting on episode one and now you're on number two, you haven't got to know us yet. So you haven't listened to us to be humble down low. So um, one thing you need to know about Jenna is she is the biggest animal lover mm-hmm. I've ever met. And uh, it almost worries me sometimes because I hate insects like, with a passion. <laughs> And when I say she's an animal lover, that does cross over to insects as well. So just this past week, we were painting something, and we had an in-depth conversation about spiders because they make me scream and jump about 10 feet in the air. And meanwhile, Jenna and Aileen here had a pet spider that they fed at mm-hmm. work for quite long. We did. Yeah. It was outside. It didn't affect anybody's wedding. Yeah, it was Gloria, the garden spider. She was beautiful. She was. We fed her some grasshoppers, yeah. Yeah, see, nope, I'm out. So out. Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> I would probably have to say, I think your dancers are my favorite. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because I teach you some of them, and then you do them, and then you do. It's just great. It's my favorite. I do them not as good as you, but, you know. <laughs> Aileen is like an actual dancer. She's professional. Dance teacher, so yeah. I don't think any of us are going to conflict to that. That's not a new thing. Well, I was just trying to embarrass myself a little bit at the beginning. Because <laughs> we're we're silly sometimes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you haven't already listened to the first episode, definitely go back and listen to it. It's all about doing research before going and touring a venue. And today we're going to be talking about the most exciting part, touring. So if you have already signed up for the venue guide, you will receive the 16 questions when visiting a venue just a few days later. We don't want to overwhelm you with all the documents all up at once. 
So we put this list of questions together for questions you might not have thought of or know the significance of. Tours are overwhelming, and we see that on anxious faces all the time. Um, but it's also very exciting, honestly. <laughs> it's so exciting to see people walk in and they're, when they're all giddy. Yeah, it's like first date vibes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The worst thing you can do is to ask zero questions. Asking questions to a venue team will definitely give you the opportunity to understand, engage the experience that they have and how they problem solve, which is important in the wedding industry. So that's why we put together those 16 questions to help you out. We're going to be taking a short break before we jump in. So now that we're back from our break, you've narrowed down the big list that we already talked about and y'all have some favorites. So what's next? Touring. Yes. So, um, Aileen, how many venues do you think you should tour and why? So I think a good, like healthy amount is probably like three to five. The low number, but when you're getting all this information and talking to these people, like all this information will get like jumbled up. So you kind of have to use this uh, venue guide to help you organize those thoughts, of course. Now, there has been, I've heard of like few couples that have toured like 20 to like what, 60? Oh my gosh. Venues? Yes. And I'm like, sister, no. The amount of time alone. That's a lot of time. I know. And, and I know who you're talking about and they went to different states they, as yeah. well. So that's, so. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is so much. So don't overwhelm yourself. There, There's no need for that because that, ugh. And that's the whole point of that first episode and guide is that you have those questions answered before you set up your tour mm-hmm. so that you're not wasting your time. Can you imagine traveling out of state? Like I'm just thinking we're in North Texas right here and it's very common for us that couples travel one, sometimes two yeah. hours to come and see us. That's normal. But if you're doing that for 60 venues that are in different states, like, holy cow. It's a lot. That's a lot. Definitely, um, I agree. Like, it's just a lot of information. Like, that's a lot of time, information. Three to five, I think, is a healthy amount because you can really schedule that with, like, your fiance or family or whoever. So, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And you're kind of like, you're kind of, you definitely are our leader when it comes to tours and visits so I think your perspective is really unique because you are the face that meets all these people and they share those stress with you and how many venues they toured and if it was too few or too many and and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. so three to five is definitely probably lower than most places put out there I think but um do you think like us as a venue working for a venue we like that and like they're more qualified or do you think it's just kind of like I think the biggest worry for people is that they're going to feel like they missed an opportunity to find the right place do you think that they're going to feel that way between the three to five I don't think so because the first part of the venue guide is you do have to do the research so 
going through their social media, their website, their FAQs. So there's no FOMO. Yeah. Okay. I love that. That's cool. What do you think? I think the same thing. I understand wanting to do three to five. I think that just going to one, for some people that could work. But I think that it's also important because in our aspect, people always say that they love us. And I we try to convey that online. But there's only so much you can do until you meet them in person. So I'm thankful for the opportunities where people come in and they give us a chance um, because we might not be their first pick until they meet us and they're like, wow, they work hard. I think that three to five still gives you that good amount to choose between and understand kind of what they do. And if those three to five don't work out, if you don't feel like they're perfect, then you can try more. You don't have to stay with that. At least. So like taking that massive list and like narrowing it down to your top five and just kind of starting there. Well, you also have to take into account like the traveling aspect, like how far are these? Like how much time are you going to? I mean, you could say like, yes, I want to see all 20 venues in this little area of DFW. But if you think about it, the distance and everything, like, that's true, especially with gas prices. Are I was just gonna say, mm. yeah. gas prices. We gotta, we gotta figure out distance and how long and how much is this gonna cost. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Well, and that leads to a really good question too. Um, how do you feel about virtual versus in-person tours? I think um, being at the venue, like. I am usually the one that does the virtual tours. I think they're great. I think it's an opportunity, especially for those who are like, um, I don't want to like go out there yet, but I do want to see the place first one-on-one in like a conversation. I think it's a great opportunity because then, yeah, you do get to see everything. And then um, specifically the person I'm thinking of, this person lives in like near Houston. So obviously like that's, She's doing a great idea of, like, doing virtual tours. I'm like, I can't really make it up there right now, but I know that eventually I'll be in town. But for now, like, I just want to see this. Trying to save that that date. Yes. Before it gets Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then also this weekend, she's coming into town, and she wants to come see it in person now. So I think the difference between, I think it does offer more opportunity as far as, like, distance-wise. So you don't have to waste time and money on gas. But also, I think the controversial is you don't get that, like, wow factor, like, right when you get there. Because I feel like, and I've heard this a lot with, like, different couples and stuff, like, it's better in person than in pictures. And I feel like some other venues and other pros will feel that way, and I've heard that. Like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than I've expected in person. So I think having that true connection that we all definitely miss. Yay, yes. Now that we're kind of back into it is definitely something that is okay. priceless. I mean, it, it really is. So there's the pros and cons. It's great, it's convenient, but also you still don't get that like true wow factor, that true feeling of like, wow, this is, this is it, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, I don't do virtual tours, obviously, as much, and on the venue side of things, I definitely see how that is super beneficial, especially if they haven't narrowed it down to top three, five. 
if you haven't come on your legs, mm-hmm. maybe that's a good way to do it, like in between getting down a few more. And then you can go in person to see the other ones if you want. And I know we've also had people who they weren't on site until wedding week or wedding day. I mean, yeah, we had a couple. Actually, there's two couples I can already think of that did everything virtual. That's crazy. Video chat, phone calls, planning video chat, phone calls until day of. Actually, yeah, one couple specifically. Day of, they showed up and they were like, wow, this is so perfect. That's so cool that technology lets us do that. Like, I know. So there is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is like a good, great pro to that, but I mean, it still doesn't beat the con of like getting that wow factor. So it's very person. Well, how cool would that be to get that wow factor on the day of your wedding? Like, I've I've really never thought about that. No kidding. It's like not just a room reveal, which I think more people should do, but from like the very get-go because what you're saying is that virtual tours they show you things and photos online show you but when you're on site it's way more like that looks way different here it is Mm -hmm. and having that with the emotions of day of yeah that gives me goosebumps I like it Mm -hmm. so what should people take with them to venue tours Uh, Amanda yeah I have this like perfect picture in my mind that I could pack everyone's bag for them. And maybe that's just because I'm a mom. So I'm always <laughs> like, what are we throwing in the diaper bag? What snacks are we taking? What electronics? But if I could pack your bag before going to visit a venue, I would definitely make sure you have that venue guide with the questions. Um, but mostly just that worksheet page because it has all the blank spaces for you to fill in the answers for that venue specifically. So it keeps it organized, which is one of my favorite things to be, um, and something to write with. Obviously, the venue will most likely have it, but I like to be prepared, so you've got that on hand. Um, For the drive, like Aileen is saying, if you're driving one to two hours, throw some snacks in that car with you. Or if you're like me, I have to have a drink all the time. Water, coffee, tea, it just depends on the time of day. So make sure you're ready on your visit. So that when you get there, you are comfortable, you're not starving, your stomach is not growling, you're not miserable or grumpy, because it's going to affect your time there. But then when you're actually on site, you want to make sure you have your phone or a camera of sorts. I honestly don't know anyone who carries a camera alone around unless they're a photographer, and that would be a little awkward during this wedding. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I mean, hey. Just share them with the venue. I'm sure they'll need them and love yeah. them. <laughs> but have your phone charged. Or if you want to stay focused on the questions, if you're bringing your bestie or your mom, give them that task. Tell them to snap some pictures of every area, space, room, things like that. Um, I also super recommend bringing shoes or jackets depending on the weather. If it's rainy and you're like, nothing is going to stop me from seeing that outdoor ceremony site, good for you. But remember that some venues have grass or mulch or turf that can be squishy, wet, puddles, things like that. So you're not going to want to wear your beautiful, new, not rain-friendly shoes. You want to wear your rain boots, your tennis shoes, whatever makes you feel um, ready and prepared in that aspect, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So those are really the biggest things. You really don't need much when you're going on a venue tour. I almost kind of want to say don't bring more 
because it'll be a distraction and it's not the point. The point of a tour is not to measure how big the window is. Are. <laughs> yeah. Um, venues probably have all of that on a sheet of paper for you. So you're right. good to go. The goal of going on this tour or your first date with this venue is asking your questions and feeling comfortable. So do a little homework on the drive. Say what you're excited about. Think and talk through like what are those priorities that you have that we talked about in episode one and how is this venue going to solve that for you? How are they going to take away your worries and make sure that you're ready to remember and write down those answers is what I would recommend. But I think also what's super important is who goes with you. Yes. And can we just pause for a second? Cause that can be really good or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who you take with you on a tour will completely change your, your vibes and your experience. You want to take someone who is just excited as you are. You want to take someone that's in the right mindset, who's looking out for you, and who's a great listener. A lot of times what I see as being like the biggest asset to our couples is when they bring someone who is taking notes for them. Mm -hmm. They're sitting down there. They're not giving their own opinion because it's not really their day unless the couple is asking for it, which is perfect. That's why they want you there. Yes, be that friend yes. if you're if you're just a supportive <laughs> friend in that situation. We love being friends. <laughs> also, don't steal the show from the couple. Yeah. And Ugh. that kind of goes into how many people you bring with you. I think four is a good number, and going over four is a recipe for disaster the more people you bring with you. That's just my personal experience. Um, we have had – okay, I had the tour one time. They showed up with ten people. Ooh. Oh but you know what? It was their best friends and their parents and their sister and their sister's kids and their brother-in-law. And it was the people that made them feel celebrated. And that is fantastic. I love it. But what ended up happening is halfway through the tour, the bride turned to her fiance with the SOS, help me out look, and said, can you ask them to go to the car? And no one wants to feel that way. I mean, I love kids. I have three of them. Mm -hmm. But they were running around, which didn't bother me any at all. Like, you do you. There's nothing you can do to this venue that hasn't been done, probably. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, but the bride was distracted. And she didn't feel the excitement of this stage of planning. Because getting to tour and view venues is a big part of it. And that's awesome. And you don't want to lose that experience just because you're getting lost and overspoken from the people around you. I think that's fair. I mean, I've same thing that's happened to me where tons of people have ended up coming, but it's always like you have to be careful with who you bring if you know that they're very opinionated yeah. because they could talk over you. And you don't need that because this is your day your day it's not your mom's not your sister's not your dad's like this is for you like they should be a support system for you like they have been like they are so um yeah I think a good like four people and if you have a coordinator or a planner you've already hired bring them with they're you perfect because they're gonna have a lot of questions too yes and, and they're you pro. Do. yeah I mean mm -hmm. it's great and they know your vision they know your 
heart, your concern, what you want to look for. So they're going to look at the thing from a completely different aspect than you would. And they're going to be honest with you. Yeah. And when you leave the venue, they're going to be like, okay, here are things that I would suggest, things I noticed, things you need to think through. And it's just a really good, comfortable, I think, outlet outlet to to get um, on your tour that not enough people do. Right. I actually have a follow-up question about this. All of us have experienced this at this point where parents will step in and want to take charge of their kid's wedding. What would y'all say if a bride or groom wanted to tour without their parents, but they really wanted to come in? Do y'all have any suggestions for that? Like, just make sure I understand that the couple does not want the parents to come on the tour. Yeah, they might be a little overbearing. Um, Is that bad to say? (laughs) No, no, no. I think it's honestly more common than most people think. Mm -hmm. And it's very not as common that couples share that with us as a professional at the beginning. But at some point on planning, it always comes out. So my suggestion to couples who do have those overbearing parents that they love and they want their parents to feel involved and respected and they don't want to muffle them, but they want healthy boundaries is one, tell your pros because then they're aware we can help you. We can redirect. We can help set those boundaries. Um, But also don't, don't bring them. They're back. Just don't bring them. Just be like, listen, love you. Don't tell. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> they're probably asking you like how's it going what are you doing like tell them how great it's going tell them all the details but you don't need to tell them when and where you're meeting with your professionals or going to see your venue or having a detailed meeting right you can call them after and be like oh my goodness we have this amazing meeting yeah. I want to tell you all about it and then if they want to be more involved and say I would love to take you by this open house that my venue's having. Yes. And then you can like, take them by. They get food. They get to see the place. They get to be part of that without any stress or pressure on the dresses. Right. Now, worst case scenario, they come. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like what I've done in my experience is, you know, I listen. Like, oh, I love those ideas. And then I, like, look at the couple, like, what do you think? Like, what What are your opinions? Like, this is, this is for you. Like, that was a great idea. But what... What makes you happy? Redirecting like the questions to them. Like, cool. What do you want? Are you okay with that? Do you want to add that? Because they have said they, you're right. Uh, there have been two occasions that I can think of that the parents were at every meeting. Mm-hmm. And after we would send a recap email and confirmation and we would get a novel back from the couple of changes of what they really wanted. And that's okay in the sense of, like, it's your day. We want it to be your way. But I so wish we could have waved a magic wand and take that stress away from them from the very beginning. Right. And they didn't have to feel like they were behind a curtain. So I think open communication and healthy boundaries are the best place to start. Yeah. One of y'all mentioned getting somebody a job. And I think that that's a really smart thing to do for maybe somebody who's overbearing um, asking them to do one specific thing. I need you to focus on this. Mm-hmm. This is what I need from you right now. 
and I know we didn't say measure like we mentioned not bringing a measuring tape, but give dad a measuring tape. Yeah. <laughs> During tours. You know, that's making me rethink all the times that dads came with the measuring tape that maybe the couple was like, oh, Here you go, go measure that. <laughs> that would have been perfect. I would say so funny. be really careful what jobs you give. Um, if your ceremony and arbor decor is very important to you, maybe not turn that <laughs> off to your second aunt. Who's going to do her own design. That's a story for another day. Mm -hmm. Y'all have to stay tuned. So speaking of tours, Aileen had to dip out to go do a tour at the venue. Um, But Amanda and I are going to still continue. Yeah, we got this. Okay, so what should you expect on a tour, Amanda? Can you start that off? Yeah, I actually love that you're asking this. Way to go. Um, Because I think that there is a lot of worry in the unknown. When you don't know what to expect, that's when things become overwhelming. And so, obviously, tours are probably new to you, or you wouldn't be listening to this episode. So, when you go to do a tour, you are going to have almost this one-on-one experience with someone at the venue you're looking at. And what that allows is for you to have that interview that, um, Jenna, you have mentioned a few times, like you're on a first date, you get to ask them questions, but they're also going to ask you questions. So don't be caught off guard. Don't think it's super odd or weird for them to ask about your love story because these people work in the wedding industry. So they are passionate about relationships and marriage and every part of that. And while you guys are on this, interview first date they want to get to know you because in their mind they're hoping you guys click well you're a good fit and you'll be working together so I think that is probably the one thing that a lot of people don't expect on their first tour is that personal connection um I think a lot of times they're so worried it's going to be a sales pitch like you're going right to dealerships. yeah uh, that's me maybe that's just my own personal worry. No, yeah, I actually, the other venue that I used to work at, there was one girl who literally stopped me in the middle of asking a bunch of questions and was like, why, why are you asking me all of this? And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to price out stuff for you. There's actually like quite a few, like, quite a bit of information that I need from you before I can just tell you a price. And she was like, why? And then she just left. She was so mad at me. Yes. She was so mad. She was like, this, this feels like I'm at a car dealership. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just asking you how many guests you have, like pretty generic questions, but it was so awkward. You can't really give pricing on catering to someone if they don't tell you how many people. Right. If they have 50 people, that's a drastically lower number than if they have 400 guests. Right. Yeah. So, I I think, I can't believe she left, though. I know. And to, like, piggyback off what you're saying, if you're asking a lot of questions and having that conversation start before you ever visit the venue, right. it's not gonna, it's not going to feel as salesy. Because you already got all that, like, generic information out of the way. And now you're just focused on, they know, the venue knows exactly what I'm looking for. 
they don't have to filter through like which option I want or don't want because they probably don't want to bombard you with information that makes no sense through your day. Um, If you want a venue that has overnight accommodations, that's very different than if you're touring a venue who has it. I mean, they don't want to give you that pricing if you don't want it. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. There's so many options. Well, and honestly, I think that that was somebody who was just a walk-in. Yeah. Which... That's another thing on tours. I would definitely recommend scheduling. What we prefer to do is meet with people one-on-one. I like to get to know the people that I'm touring with and really see if it's a good fit because we genuinely care about the people that we're talking to. And that's a lot more difficult if there is another tour going on or somebody stepping, stopping in or something. Um, Not to mention that we're very hands-on where we work, and if you just drop in, there's a good chance that we're going to be, like, painting baseboards, so they look very beautiful in your picture, or moving around chairs, and we want to feel like you're getting the experience you deserve, not me with my messy hair in a bun, like, a grungy t-shirt, Yeah, it's yard work. Or could you imagine on a wedding day or something like actually had that happen before i have too where they they called first and asked if they could come in and i explained like unfortunately our wedding for the day is already here and we like to we only do one a day we like to respect their day and not schedule tours yes so we chatted about it we were on the same page we actually put a tour on the schedule for a different day and two hours later, while the DJ was setting up for a ceremony, I saw a group of people who were not dressed to attend a wedding come around and look around and start taking pictures. And when I went up to them, that's who it was. And they were very kind. They were just so excited. But that's that's definitely a no-no. Yeah. That's, the reason that we do what we do is to make sure that people's wedding day is special and that definitely takes away from it if there are other people there so I definitely recommend contacting ahead just if anything it'll make you feel a lot better knowing that you're going to be there at the right time um because weddings are happening all days of the week now you never know what you're going to stumble on well and if you're following our advice from the guide you are already talking to them. Right. So it's not uncomfortable to ask them, like, when is a good time for me to come visit? Mm -hmm. What my work schedule looks like. And they might start off that conversation for you. So kind of, because that's really the natural flow of things. That's not Mm -hmm. a sales pitch. That is just the next step. You reached out to them for a reason. Right. They check all the boxes to make that top list. Then the next step is naturally to go visit them. Yeah. Or do that virtual tour that Aileen was mentioning. Right. But, but yeah, so what you can expect, I think, is getting that one-on-one conversation, answering questions, but also asking mm-hmm. the questions, especially the ones we've provided in the guide. And then, of course, getting to see the place. You should get to see all the behind the scenes, not the employee areas, of course. Like, that's their own space. But right. the kitchen, especially if you're bringing in your own caterer, if they have an ice machine, you want to see everything. If it's a venue that you're responsible for taking the trash out, 
I mean, you can ask to see where the dumb store is if you really wanted to. Right. But, but yeah, there should be no secrets when you're on this tour. You should feel very comfortable and confident. Um, I think it's totally natural and normal to take photos and videos. So that should be an expectation you have, that you can leave having all your questions answered, having seen everything, and having images to reference back to, especially if you feel like it's a great fit and you want to share it. Maybe your fiance couldn't be there with you. Right. Yes. And just going more into the guide that we're discussing today, what would you say are some of your top questions to ask and why do you think those are important? Yeah. So I personally feel like People do not ask what the venue will look like the morning or day of their wedding enough. And I think why that is important is because, one, you need to know how much work you're going to have to do that day. And two, knowing a venue's services and what they do before you even arrive will show you their personality, their heart, and the venue's priorities in regards to you specifically. Because you don't want to feel like you're just a number on their calendar. Um, you want to know if they do multiple events a day. If when they show, when you show up, sorry, <laughs> for your day, if there is going to be a reception going on, and you're kind of being snuck in the side door to get ready, or maybe the tables and chairs are in a closet, and you need to have people set those up for you, or maybe you found your dream venue and you show up, and that's all already done. Mm-hmm. Can you just like head on into that room with your besties, pop some mimosas, and get your hair and makeup done? So, right. there's a super wide variety. And I honestly can't remember the last time someone asked me that question. That's very true. I, I normally mention that, so I haven't gotten that question ever because that's yes, because I think that that's really important to understand. Is there anything else that you can think of? Honestly, I feel like there's so much um, that goes into it, and that's why the guide's super helpful. Yes. The only other things I'm really excited to talk about are those questions that I really wish more people would have asked. Yes. So today we talked about what all you're going to ask at a tour, but next episode, we're going to be talking about what we wish people would ask. Yes, that's a golden, golden ticket. Yes. One thing that I've heard a lot recently is couples saying that they can't keep the venues that they've toured or even looked at online straight anymore because there are so many options. So I really think that this guide is so helpful for that. It definitely breaks things down. If you don't have it in front of you, no big deal. I'm just going to kind of give you a little snippet. There's 16 questions that we suggest to ask. You can fill out a worksheet for each venue that you go and tour. And there's also a spot to put in three things that you loved and two things that you might not have liked as much. And I really think if I was looking for a venue... I would love to use something like this to keep everything straight. Most of the time you're getting documents from venues, but having it all in the same format to me sounds super exciting. (laughs) Well, we do kind of have a planner mindset being in the wedding industry. Um, But yeah, I mean, 
especially with venues who have different services. Like you can't just put their cost mix to each other on a sheet and see what the best option is because maybe this right. has tablecloths included and this one doesn't. So that's like a four hundred to like seven hundred dollar difference. Right. So having it all in that same format like you're talking about just kind of takes away things that you're going to forget after you've toured a few venues, especially if you're only touring like one a week, like that's the span of like a month or more. Right. It's hard to remember them. Yes. Just thinking over and recapping everything. I think that the hardest part for couples is really determining what the best value is whenever it comes to different venues. Cause some are like you said, just a venue only space. That's all you're renting it for. There's some that do include additional services and stuff. And then there are even some that include the catering inside of it. And what is the best value? And I think that that can really help line that out too. Because we do see couples get scared sometimes looking at a number that includes catering. But that's two of your biggest budgets together. And I think that people don't really see that up front. Well, and when you're looking at all these venues, one of the coolest things is that value is not just a price tag or a budget. Like, if your venue has experienced professionals, that's incredible. That is huge. Versus a venue that you go to and maybe the person tells you they've been there for a week and they're figuring it out too. And they probably won't be here by the time your wedding hits. Like, right. you know, there's just so many crazy. And I'm not saying that there is a venue out there like that. I think most people love working where they work. And yeah. But just keep in mind that maybe value to you goes back to those three priorities you have. Not mm-hmm. always the price tag. I don't know. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You guys are a venue guide to keep all this nice and streamlined. Yes. Well, um, like we said, next up will be the questions that we wish that you would ask. And we can't wait to talk to you then. In the meantime, please give us a follow on social media and reach out to us if you've ended up using our venue guide. We would love to hear your stories and give us some feedback on that. Yeah, if there's any questions you wish were on there, tell us. Yes. You can make a change for other couples. Yeah. Go team. Well, this was Behind the Party. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Behind the Party Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or email behindthepartypodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait. See you next time.